0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today's episode is a weekend preview because the weekend's coming up and we are stoked. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to be inside or outside. The air quality has been pretty awful. So, if it's really bad still on Saturday, we'll bring it on inside, but our services will still be at the same time. Saturday night at 5.30, Sunday morning at 8.15, 9.30, and 11.15. So, join us. Now, a couple of things about this weekend. First of all, Pastor Brett's going to be out of town because he's officiating the wedding of Jerilyn Valentine, one of our worship leaders and our small groups director. She's getting married. We're so excited for her. So Pastor Brett's going to be up north doing that wedding, and John Knapp is going to be filling in for him for week four of Living 12. So John will come in in just a minute. He's going to share with us a little bit about his sermon for this upcoming weekend. He is just about done recording it. He's actually on the stage right now filming for the online service. Before we get to that, while John's finishing up, I'm going to show you this conversation that I had with Pastor Brett and Garrett Ward about baptism. Since we're doing a baptism weekend, I wanted to have Brett and Garrett answer some questions just to let you know more about baptism, what it is, why we encourage you to do it. So, check out this conversation, and then we'll get to the John Knapp sermon preview. And hey, welcome to The Green Room. We're going to talk about baptism today. We've got a baptism service coming up here on the weekend. So Brett and Garrett Ward are in The Green Room with me. We're going to okay. dig in a little bit to this. So let's just start at the, the basic question of what is baptism?
1: Well, a baptism uh, that we find in the New Testament is an identification with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The intention of baptism is to uh, identify you with the family of God to recognize that something spiritual has taken place in your life. In your life, baptism means to identify with. So it's essentially a picture, a picture of identifying with Jesus' death and burial and resurrection uh, which has taken place in you spiritually.
0: And what's what's the importance of going underwater and then re coming out of the water? What's the what's the significance? Garrett, why there? do we immerse people? Well, immerse—that's the word I was <laughs> looking immersion. for. I'm, why am I blanking right. on this? Immersion.
2: Uh, again, it's a representation of what it uh, symbolizes: going down into the water, you're dying to your old life, your old uh, self and being brought back up in the new life in Christ. So that just picture of uh, what that represents um, is a, just a powerful picture of immersion, going all the way into the water, and then bringing... I mean, there are there up.
1: are different modes, you know, baptism. I think the Presbyterians sprinkle, you know, and um, some people pour, you know. We straight up just dump we people
0: We straight in up there.
1: just take <laughs> you under. And uh, I, I don't think the mode of baptism is the point, you know, the the death of Jesus on the cross is the point. Uh, but uh, going underneath the water in immersion really does picture death. I mm-hmm. did a baptism for a uh, in a single adult ministry that I was part of where the guy wanted to spend a long time underneath the water. When I went, took him down, he just wanted to stay there, like, you know, and identify with his death to the old life. And it, it got a little awkward. I had to kind of pull him no back kidding. up. Yeah. It's like, now we got to get you resurrected here, you know. Yeah. So it, it's just a great uh, picture of.
0: Did death. he want? He wanted to stay down for three days. Is that? what Yeah. The, right. Yeah. <laughs> Guy really, was in great really really wanted I mean. to connect with Christ. Oh man. <laughs> and uh, again,
2: yeah, it's it's just a picture. It's not a literal washing away of your sin. Um, it's not like we, you're baptized to have your sins washed away. Of course, we know that's through the blood of Jesus and faith in Him. But again, it's the picture of going under the water and coming back up.
0: So baptism is, is, the question comes up, I'm sure, often with people, is baptism necessary for salvation? So I wrote down John 3, 5. It says, unless someone is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what is that saying? Is, is baptism necessary for your salvation,
1: yeah. That uh, John 3 5 uh, passage, there's various interpretations of it. You know, to be born of water, some say, as well, that's human birth. You know, the woman's water breaks and you're born humanly. To be born of the spirit is the rebirth, you know. And so, Jesus is saying, You, you got to be born, uh, you must be born again. He's saying, in that whole context, so. Uh, from other scriptures we know that water baptism is not a work, a necessary work for salvation. Uh so we'd have to say the John three, five passage is more referring to human birth and then a spiritual rebirth.
0: And he's talking he's talking to Nicodemus there, right? Saying when he because sa- he says that a few verses later where you must be born again.
1: Yeah. Nicodemus, you know, saw himself as a religious guy that uh had everything going for him you know he was mm-hmm. he was spiritual religious going to church every week or synagogue and uh, that's enough right jesus and jesus is like you got to be totally born again man you you don't even get it uh you've been born once but you need to be born again
0: man that would be a confusing conversation to have to, just to have that conversation with Jesus saying you got to be born again, and he said, how can I enter my mother's womb again? i <laughs> uh, just be like, what What are you talking about? You don't get it. You don't get it, man. <laughs> um, so some people, they, they say they've been baptized as a baby. Do they need to be baptized again?
2: Uh, well, we as a church believe in believer's baptism where uh, a person— come to the comes to the understanding of uh, what the gospel means and they are believing it and accepting it for them to follow Jesus and so uh, we would say that that people who come to that decision on their own should be baptized even though they were baptized as a baby again baptism doesn't save you so when you're uh, baptized as a baby it's um, it really,
1: in in our theology didn't really do anything yeah, because some people faith do get i think you. they baptize babies thinking like okay yeah. now they're covered mm-hmm. or something like that and i really don't know any strong theological or biblical references to support that idea uh, we do believe that infants are covered by the grace of god and there there's some point in which you know, they called it the, the theologians call it the age of accountability when somebody makes Mm -hmm. a decision. I was baptized as a baby in the Lutheran church. And then I became a Christian in high school and uh, was baptized, you know, as a Christian who Mm -hmm. understood what I was doing. So yeah, you know, let's get you baptized. If it's just, if you were baptized as a baby, let's because now it's your decision, right? So. so, is
0: there ever a reason to be baptized multiple times besides if you were baptized as a baby? So, say you were you chose as an adult to be baptized, and then you feel like, man, I've really strayed away from my faith. I need to be rebaptized. Yeah, so people have done
1: that. They'll come up to me and they'll say, "I just want to be baptized again," you know. And I always, always allow them to do sure. that if they want to. It. It's kind of an experience, I think, for them. Maybe a, a fresh picture of their identification with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. But uh, no, it's not necessary. Uh, you know, when we, if we, if we mess up in our life, we just we need to appropriate God's grace and mercy through Christ. We don't need to go back and get rebaptized. Like you know, the ba- first baptism must not have taken because I've got these issues. Yeah. Well, no, um, kind
0: of like. It's kind of like accepting Christ into your heart multiple times because right. you're trying to like, oh, I you got to make sure, got to make right,
1: sure. Right, right. So if, if somebody wanted to, they certainly can, but it's not necessary.
0: Okay. And then uh, we we do baptism services where we have people sign up for baptism, but you also at the very end, you always say the same thing. You say there's room in these waters for use. So mainly because if there's somebody that has recently become a Christian, you encourage, you're encouraging them to be baptized. So somebody that has just become a Christian, we want them to be baptized, right? Not to wait until you clean your life up or something yeah, to feel yeah, worthy exactly. of it. So is there ever, have you ever experienced something like that where somebody feels like, well, I'm not worthy to be baptized yet?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we we get uh, we hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. Um, people come to Christ, or, and then they think they have to do these things in order to feel worthy to be baptized, but that's take not— Take a baptism
0: class or yeah, something.
2: But that's not the picture we see in Scripture, especially the the book of Acts mm-hmm. and the early church. Uh, the, the apostles would preach and, um, you know, in a sense, give the invitation that they—and to believe and be saved and be baptized. And and a lot of the times they were baptized right there, right, right in and there.
0: yeah Was Jesus baptized?
1: Yes, he was by John, John the Baptist.
0: I'm, I'm not asking that because I didn't know. I was yeah, so people <laughs> ask
1: about that. You know, why did Jesus, why was he baptized? Even John. You ba- should be baptizing bap- yeah, me. Right. He says, you know, I, I should be baptized by you. And Jesus said, this is necessary to fulfill all righteousness and it. It must have the idea of keeping the law, you right. know. I mean, Jesus kept the law perfectly, and this was part of that law obedience. He certainly didn't need to repent of anything, right? But it was a certain fulfillment of uh, keeping the law, I would right. assume.
2: And was it kind of his inauguration too of his ministry, kind of the the start? Yeah, that was yeah the start. The start. The, identifying with his ministry. The Holy Spirit yeah. came
1: down like mm-hmm. a dove, and this is my son you know, in whom I'm well pleased and John the Baptist would have heard that. And it was like, okay, the, yeah, the, that's a good point. The inauguration of Jesus ministry. Can you imagine Public baptizing ministry. Jesus?
0: You two, <laughs> you two do baptisms all the time. Yeah, no, like Anyone, let you any, do it, Garrett. You Any experiences do it. close to that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's, that's actually a good question. Who can, who can be doing the baptisms or oh, who, yeah, yeah. who can baptize? And, um, it's not laid out in scripture saying, uh, who can and who can't, but um, we believe if you're a Christian and have been baptized yourself, you can baptize a friend, a family member. Uh, we've had family members, uh, fathers baptize kids, and, and families be baptized together. So yeah. I don't know and it is talking. a yeah.
0: public declaration, right? So like going to you know the pool in your backyard where it's just you and and a couple mm-hmm. people, because I had that request when I was at the last church. I was at, hey, can you come over and can you baptize me? in my pool. And I, w- I said, let's do this with the church. Let's invite the church over. It's a public declaration. Yeah, so I've, I've was had I right on request.
1: that one? <laughs> some people want these exotic uh, trips up into the mountains of some stream. And and uh, I'm being a little bit over the top with that, but I actually have had requests, yeah. but it's that's not it's the just point. Not, yeah. it, it's really, uh, you want to invite your friends mm-hmm. to see your public declaration of your faith. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't add to your your salvation anyway, but it's an important step. You know, Jesus said, uh, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven, which is a pretty strong statement but it's like okay it's time to make a public declaration yeah. and then the whole church can rejoice and welcome you to the family welcome you into the family of god
0: it's so cool we've we've done baptisms we do it a little different now just outside and stuff but we're the we know we're playing on stage we're playing music while we're baptizing people and i get chills when people come out of the water you see you know there's parents that are tearing up they're they come out of the water they're che- every cheering for them they're excited it's it's really a cool experience to i get have a very different Angle to watch it from too to see it. I get to see everybody's faces at the same time. It's really it's such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks. We're doing baptisms this weekend, so that's why we're talking about it. So if you want to sign up for bad baptism, if you have accepted Christ as your savior, as Brett says each time we do this, there are there's room in these waters for you, right? So how do they sign up for baptism this week, Garrett?
2: Uh, just through the app or the website, uh, springhills.org baptism. There's just a little form to uh, let us know your um, information and just a little place where you can share your testimony. And also you get a shirt. Um, so, yeah, let us know that you're going to be Limited
0: edition, like the Project Serve shirts.
2: <laughs> right. Only for people who are being baptized to get a shirt.
0: Awesome. So. Okay, yeah. Contact Garrett Ward if you would like to be baptized. Sign up on the app. Uh, we can't wait to see you this weekend. Come to the come to the service. Check it out. It's really cool. We're gonna have a few people baptized this weekend, so we'll see you there. John Knapp is here. He's gonna be preaching this weekend, so he's gonna give hey, a everybody. preview. Yeah, we are on a uh, living twelve week four. four week four. Yeah. So we're going through chapter twelve in Romans, and what verses are we on this week? We're
3: in verses nine and ten today. I'll read them for you, uh, or not today. This weekend. And it's this. Well, today you did just film. I did just film. That's right. Online service. It is. This is like this is like what you said. The after show. Pre game or post game. The post game show. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would rate myself okay. You know, I land the plane all right. So, anyways, uh, Romans twelve nine and ten says, "Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Let one another or love one another with brotherly affection." So, um, Paul's talking about love here. And really, the idea of this whole series, Living 12, is about what it means for us to live a life that honors God, you know, glorifies God. Pretty much is like this expression of this new life that you have in God, um, in Christ. And so, what does it look like? And Paul is kind of giving you some marks of what kind of a a Christian looks like. How a Christian loves is the the focus of this one. And so, he says, let love be genuine— he says, "Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, and outdo one another in showing honor." So when
0: when he's talking, because we talked about this in staff meeting the other day, yeah. is he specifically only talking about the one type of love? Full, what is it? Full. Falejo. Falejo.
3: Uh, so actually, the first part when he says, "Let love be genuine," is actually the Greek word agape.
0: Okay, and that's like the eternal.
3: That is the unconditional genuine love that describes the kind of love that God has. So God doesn't necessarily love with a phileo love because that would be a love that's kind of like a brotherly love.
0: Like Philadelphia, right?
3: Philadelphia, philanthropy, right? But God loves with agape love, which is this um, uninfringed, unconditional, deep love. Like in Romans 5, chapter 8, um, Paul says, uh, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. And the love that Paul uses to describe the kind of love that, that God demonstrated is agape love. right? So this is the first time in the whole book of Romans that Paul pulls out the word agape and ascribes it to you and to me. Right. So it's kind of a big deal. So he, this
0: is, There's also, isn't there, when Jesus is talking to one of his disciples, he says, is it Peter, where he says, do you love me? Yeah, he says, "Lord, I know you know I love you, but yeah. it's it's like, do you agape me?" Yeah, and Peter's saying, "Lord, you know I phileo you." Yeah, right. Is exactly. that kind of the what's the? There's a couple different other ones, right? Yeah, there's, there's a, three or four. Yeah,
3: there's there's a bunch of different words for you can. I'm not. I don't go into this, but I think it's good for everyone to know. So there's there's uh, eros, which is the erotic kind of love, which is like a physical love, and it's kind of a love husband that, and wife. Yeah, like a grasping love. It's, it's. I mean, it's it's yeah, but it's it's a selfish love. It's a love that's self-seeking. It's very physical. It's like a grasp, like a love, like I'm going to grasp it. Um, Then there's uh, phileo love, which talks about brotherly love. And then there is the, oh, I'm going to forget because my brain is kind of scattered right now. What is that on? Um, um, Storge love, which is the love of like a family. Oh, So like the the family love, which is uh, a love that kind of expresses it. Reciprocally, so you give love and you receive love, and you right, give love yeah, yeah. and you receive love, and then there's agape love, which okay. is the love of God. That, yeah. uh yeah. So
0: super interesting.
3: Yeah, it is. So we talk about you know not not only um, letting our love be genuine, but letting our love be the kind of love that God loves. So seeing people the way God sees people and loving them in that way. And um, letting that kind of set up, because the, the mark of a true Christian really is that they have love in their heart for for God and for other people. The greatest commandment, right? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus said it in John chapter 13. I, I reference it in the message that um, a new commandment I give you, that is to love one another as I have loved you um, this is how the world will know that you belong to me, that you love one another. So it's, it's this important thing, and Paul's basically starting his list, if you will, of things that mark a true Christian as it starts with love. It 100% starts with how we love other people. And so we talk about genuine love. We talk about actually abhorring or hating what is evil. And as we hate what is evil, um, what that means—
0: I was just noticing the kids. I think somebody changed the playlist out in the in the auditorium. So there's oh. some music going. I'm like, "Where's the music coming from?" Oh, Sorry, I kept it. taking my headphones off. I distracted John. Yeah, I
3: was like, "What's going on here?" It sounds like a bee going around. But um, uh, it's the idea that uh, you know you abhor what is evil, and so basically, authentic love um, results in authentic hatred, which kind of mm. sounds really kind of hard at first, but. If you listen to the message, you see how I kind of unpack it. And it's that, you know, really, it's just a intolerance of anything that could threaten the thing that you genuinely love. Um, so it's like a protection. It's an intolerance of anything that can infringe. Um, and then we talk about what it looks like to love within the church towards each other, you know, with brotherly affection. That would be the fullejo love. Um, literally living our lives at church or loving each other at church as if we all came from the same house, you know, like we're family. So we talk about that. And then, um, we talk about um, the idea of honoring others above ourselves and, you know, honor is such a big part of, you know, uh, so many, ath- uh, uh, facets of our relationships and so yeah we, and basically the cool thing i like about that particular passage uh, that statement you know honoring others above ourselves has to do with this idea that we don't wait for someone to honor us before we go and honor mm-hmm. them that we just we just honor them we just do it why do we do that it's because god honored us and because we're saved we're redeemed we're forgiven we're, we're a new creation our minds are being renewed Um, through the power of the Holy spirit, we now have that mindset where in the same way that God didn't wait for us to honor him before he honored us with his son, Jesus. um, We don't, we don't, we don't wait for someone. We just, we just do it. We just do it because that's, that's who we are. That's, that's where the new creation. So, um, I throw some, you know, cool illustrations in there. Of course. Yeah. You're the illustration I'll talk about some illustrations. Is there a visual? No visuals, although I could have, I thought about bringing it. Yeah. Because, um, the idea of letting your love be genuine, the Greek word is, um, uh, talks about, basically it translated as without hypocrisy. So the word hypocrite means somebody who wears a mask or an actor. And I thought about bringing a mask up and saying, "This is what you know. How can you love with this thing on?" That's just not. That just doesn't work out. But I didn't. I should have. Maybe I'll pull it out for the. You weekend. got it,
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you got a couple of days to, to maybe fit it in for the. Yeah, weekend, Amazon
3: so. Prime shipping, yeah. something like that. <laughs> be here Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. So. All
0: right. Well, hey, we've got our services are going to be live this weekend, 5:30 on Saturday, Sunday morning, normal times, 8:15, 9:30, and 11:15. We're trying to make the call, whether we'll be outside or inside. The air quality is pretty bad right now. So um, whatever it is, we will have services. So we're not going to cancel those unless uh, for some reason the church gets evacuated or something. But we're good right now. So we're on for this weekend. Or you can watch online. John did just film that service. We filmed uh, the worship stuff on Tuesday. So there is going to be the online service as, uh, as it is every weekend. So hope to see you this weekend.